You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. We are so excited that you have joined us once again. Luke 2, 11 says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And that's the reason we can celebrate today, because he was born. But the good news is, he is no longer a baby. He is no longer in the manger. He is at his Father's right hand, making intercession for you and for me. And today, we can celebrate Christmas, the perfect gift that was given to us, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Well, praise the Lord. What a wonderful time of the year this is. Time is really rolling by, and in spite of that, we thank God for all of His blessings throughout the year. So, my friends, right now would be a very good time for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and let them know that the New Day of Hope broadcast is on the air and, and that they should tune in and enjoy that program along with us also. We have a great study for you today. It's entitled, The Best Christmas You Can Ever Have. The Best Christmas You Can Ever Have. And our scripture is coming from Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And it says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So if you're going to have the best Christmas, Jesus must be the center of everything you do. What does Christmas mean to you? It means many things to different people. To some people, it's just a holiday. It's giving and receiving of gifts. It's a business opportunity. This is a time of the year where businesses make billions of dollars. To some people, it also means hard work. That's a time where they're cleaning, cooking, doing all these different preparations, and it can be stressful. The stores are crowded with shoppers. The post office, UPS, FedEx are telling everyone to get the mail in early so they can be delivered on time. The trains, buses, and the planes are all carrying record crowds of people. And to some people, it simply means a visit back home. Well, surely this is the best time of all the year. It's a great time because you get to spend time with loved ones. I mean, to take your children and your grandchildren to the store and to see all the, all the shoppers and all the stuff that are in the store. It's, it's a good time of the year. It's a, it's a good feeling in the air. But to some people, Christmas means a sad memory. You see, my friends, they look back over the year and think of the loved ones who has left them behind. And I know how, how sad that could be because all of us in life go through that phase. We lost loved one, and sometimes it's at Christmas time and every time that time rolls by, the memory comes back to you. And so it is a, it is a sad time. But to some people, Christmas means 
just having a good time in this party and that party. They think that they have to be in every party and they call that Christmas. When I was growing up, I remember, to me, Christmas was just having that smoke pig meat and, and the white yam and, and I thought, well, that was good Christmas, you know, maybe a little piece of cake and, and that kind of stuff. They talk about Christmas uh, liquor. They connect whiskey with the blessed name of our Savior. But to millions of people, Christmas means even nothing. They do not know Jesus. This time of the year, December 25th, for them is just another Day. What a sad state, my friends, because we, we read the scripture earlier and it tells us that Mary would bring forth a son and we would call his name Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. And that's what Christmas means to me because I am saved by the blood of the lamb. And to the Christian, Christmas means everything. It means that God loves him with all his heart. It means that God has regarded his lost condition and has done something about it. That's why he came and that's why he died. It means that God has given him the best Christmas gift that God could give. If you are to have the best Christmas, certain things must be placed in that Christmas. You see, my husband just said some people, they think about partying and the liquor, but that's not having a good Christmas. When you have trusted Christ as your Savior, that's when you can have the best Christmas ever. Let's look at a few things that will give us an idea of having the best Christmas. Number one, having the best Christmas includes making room for Jesus. You know, I love the hymns and I remember one of them that says, room for pleasure and room for business, but no room for Christ the crucified. So to have the best Christmas, my friends, includes making room for Jesus. Watch this. Mary and Joseph came to the inn. The innkeeper said, we have no room for you. Oh, he was the man who missed Christmas. I said the innkeeper was the man who really missed Christmas and all of its meanings. He had many guests in his hotels, but they were soon gone and forgotten. If he had allowed Jesus to be born in his hotel, this would have changed his hotel and it would have changed his life and his family's life also because where Jesus is, is heaven there. Glory be to our God. The innkeeper indeed missed Christmas. He was too busy. He was preoccupied with other things that he didn't even notice a woman about to give birth to a baby who would be the most famous man in all history. He was more than a man. He was the Messiah. He is the Prince of Peace. Have you crowded Jesus out so that there is no room for him in the inn of your heart? Are you so busy and so occupied with the trimmings of Christmas that you missed its triumph? Are you making the same mistake the innkeeper did? Are you going to show Jesus the stable compartment in of your life? Today, I'm asking you to let Jesus be born in the central place of your heart. Let his presence flood your heart and fill your home this Christmas. The one who brought Christmas, the one who gave us Christmas, and who is Christmas, could not find a room to be born in. The songwriter says, let every heart prepare him room. So today, 
Don't get too busy. Make room for Jesus. Amen. So, I just shared with you that having the best Christmas includes making room for Jesus. Don't get so carried away with all the stuff of this life, all the busyness of this life, and all the pleasures of this life, and there is no room in your heart and in your life for Jesus, my friends. We've got to make room for him. Room and time we must give to Christ the crucified. Room and time we must give to him. So having the best Christmas, listen carefully, my friends, includes worship. That includes worship. Watch this. When Jesus was born, a wonderful miracle of nature took place. The heavens opened up and an angel came down to speak to a group of shepherds on a Judean hill. And Luke 2 verses 11 and 12 says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth lying in a manger. So the shepherds went to town. They found the baby and knelt down and worshipped him. Or the songwriter says, worship his majesty because God deserves our worship. He pleads for our worship. We've got to worship him, my friends, because of all he has done for us, because of all God is doing for us. We've got to worship him. We've got to give him the praise. We've got to give him the glory. We've got to adore him. We've got to honor him because our God is worthy. So if you are to have the best Christmas, watch this, you must come and worship him also. We must come and worship him because he deserves our worship. Amen. The shepherd came and worshiped him. And the question I'd like to ask you is, has worship any place in your life today? Do you take time out to worship the Lord? We know with Christians, a lost art. They don't have time to stop and look into God's face and worship him. They never enter into God's house. They say, well, they can worship God just as well as on the outside. They don't have to come to church. They can even stay home and look at the internet and get the same thing. But it's not the same because the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourself together. You may need to come together and worship the Lord. The heathen looks up to the sun and worship. The dog worshiped as he gazed into his master's face. The baby worshiped his mother. But God's children, save and bless in a million ways, go on and on, never lifting their hearts to God in praise. There's always something to thank God for. There's always something you can praise God for because he has been good to you. He kept you all year long. So that's one reason you can praise God. Do not wait until just Christmas Day to praise God. You need to do it every day. Are you one of those who is leaving the church out of your life? Who has no time to worship? As Christmas comes, make a commitment to place him first. Make a commitment this Christmas to go to church and worship him. We are talking about having the best Christmas or how you can have the best Christmas ever. And we, we first began by telling you that in order for you to have the best Christmas, you must make room for Jesus in your heart. We must make room for Jesus in your life. Then we told you that to have a be the best Christmas, that includes worship. How we must worship the King of Kings and we must worship the Lord of Lords because he deserves our worship. Men ought to worship God in spirit and in truth. 
So having the best Christmas includes the grace of giving. It includes the grace of giving. Don't you know the Bible says that it is more blessed to give than to receive? And God loves people when you give because when you give to others or you give to the Lord, God makes things happen to you. So here we see the wise men came and the wise men coming to bring their gifts to Jesus. We sing about the three wise men, but the Bible doesn't, doesn't tell us how many there were. I believe there were a whole lot more than just three men. In the various Christmas pictures, we see the wise men bringing their gifts to the stable. However, it is most likely that they brought these gifts later on when Jesus was older and not to the stable, but to a house. And what were the gifts? They brought gold, frankincense, and mirth. Each gift was a gift of value. We know more about Jesus than they did. He has done more for us than he did for them. Are we giving ourselves to him? Are we giving our time to him? Are we giving our talents to him? Are we giving our money to the work of the Lord? My friends, these are questions that only you can answer. Because God has done for us a, a whole lot. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That he, he gave us his son. And so now we have to be in the spirit of giving. Because I said a minute ago that when you give to others, God will also give to you. Your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what you give. My husband just said the wise men came to Jesus bearing gifts. The gifts they gave were entirely appropriate. They give gold, gift for a king. By giving it, they acknowledge that Jesus was and is the king. They give frankincense, a gift fitting for a priest. This was incense the priest used in the temple. By giving it, they acknowledge that Jesus was a priest, the one who would bring us to God. They give myrrh, gift for the dead. This was a fragrant ointment used to anoint a body before burial. By giving it, they acknowledge that Jesus had come to die for the sins of the world. The matter of giving reached a climax on the cross. Look at Jesus as he dies there. What is he doing? He is giving, giving all that he has for you and me. It's the gift that is unrepayable. The name of this gift obviously comes from God's gift through his son, Jesus Christ, who loves us so much, he gives us eternal life. This gift is also unspeakable. Rest assured that God never gives anything but the best. It's indescribable. You just can't describe it. This gift is also unchanging. It's a lasting gift. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Time changes. Season changes. Just about everything changes. But yet he remains the same. The Christmas gifts you receive several years ago have now become obsolete. But Jesus is always current. He will always be the same. He can never change. There is also an undeserved gift, and that's grace. The acrostic for grace is God's riches 
at Christ's expense. God's riches at Christ's expense. And God gives us what we don't deserve. Mercy could be defined as this. God doesn't give us what we do deserve. So my friends, you and I can rejoice today because of God's grace. But there is another gift and it's unclaimed. But don't wait too long because it's only available while you are living. If you wait until you die, it will be too late. So claim that gift today. As you go about this Christmas giving gifts, not just material gifts, but we also should give the gift of our love and kindness. We ought to give the gift of our help to those who are hurting. When you have been blessed by the Lord, you ought to be a blessing to someone else. That's why the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. And you also must give the gift of forgiveness to those who have hurt you. By giving these kinds of gifts, you will have the best Christmas you can ever have. All right, my wife just quoted that scripture and I, and I thought she would have gone a little further in it. When it says, give unto you shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give into your bosom. My friends, I love giving. We love to give because we have discovered that the more we give is the more God is giving in, to us. And so it's a good thing for you to learn to have the spirit of giving. I'm not saying that you should just go and throw your stuff away to have Tom, Dick and Harry. No, but when the Lord lays something on your heart, my friends, do not hesitate to do what God would have you to do. So giving is a good thing. It's more blessed for us to give than for us to receive. So my friends, having the best Christmas includes the matter of telling others about Jesus. And you know, that's my field. That's what I love to do. Tell people about Jesus. We've got to go and tell it on the mountains, over the hills and every plain that Jesus Christ is born. But now we can go and tell it on the mountains and tell it in the valleys, everywhere we go, that Jesus Christ is soon to come again. So to, to have a great Christmas, that includes the matter of telling others about Jesus. For our picture here, we look up and listen to the angel. For many years, men had looked for the Messiah. They had longed for him to come and fill their hearts with satisfaction and fill their hearts with peace and fill their hearts with joy. Now the angels announce that he has been born. The long night of waiting is over. But men are still in the darkness of sin, my friends, and that is heartbreaking. They are looking for something that satisfies there's a song that I love to sing. Say, all my life long I had panted for a drink from some cool spring that I hope would quench the burning of the first I felt within. Hallelujah, I have found him whom my soul so long has craved. Jesus satisfies my longings through his blood. I now am saved. If you live in Uganda and you can speak the U Ugandan language, you will say, Ekutenda Reza Yesu. Yesu wan agwendiga, e Messiah guna Caesar kwebaza malokuzin. Something which will give them peace and joy, my friends. We know what they need. 
For we have found the remedy of ourselves. We have found Jesus. Hallelujah. To his blessed name. I know whom I have believed. Uh, I am persuaded that God is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. As you celebrate Christmas, remember to tell your family and friends about Jesus. Tell them that Titus 2.11 says, The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, and all of us need salvation, whether we know it or not, because Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23 And that's why Jesus came, to die for us. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says that God reconciled the world unto himself. You see, Jesus came to save us from the coming judgment and bring us back to God. There's a story about a young couple. They got married early and had three children. And after several years, the wife became tired of dirty diapers and, and dirty dishes. She could not take it anymore. And so she packed her clothes and she left home. But every now and then she'll call to check on the children, but she refused to come home even though the husband begged her to return. So after a while, the husband hired a private investigator and he was able to track her down. And so the husband left the children with the neighbor and went to pick her up. When he arrived at the hotel, she greeted him and she began to cry. And the husband said to her, why you didn't tell me where you were so I can come and get you? You always call to check on the children, but you never will say where you are. You know, I love you. Why you didn't come home? She tearfully said, before you came, your love was just words. But now I know how much you love me because you came to get me. Now I know how much you love me because you came to get me. My friends, God came to get us in Jesus Christ. We are a lot like that woman. We have turned our backs on God. But the Bible says, all we like sheep, we have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. That's Isaiah 53, 6. But God sent his son to reconcile us to himself. He gave himself for us on that cross that he might redeem us or buy us back from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own. Jesus came at Christmas with the gift of saving grace to save us and to restore us to a right relationship with God. Have you received that gift? You can. All you need to say is Jesus save me and reconcile me to God. And he will. That's why he came. And when you receive him as your savior, you too can have the best Christmas ever. So while it is all good to be with your loved ones, to eat and drink and share gifts and laugh and play, all that is good and fine and, and we encourage that. But my friends, we strongly encourage also 
that you remind them that Jesus Christ is alive and well, that you remind them that Jesus Christ is real. Because the, one of the scriptures that we read tonight is that says Mary will bring forth a son and we would call his name Jesus for he would save his people from their sins. He is our deliverer and remind them that Jesus can save them and their lives can be transformed and be anew this very Christmas season. What a great gift that would be for your loved ones if they would turn and give their lives over to Jesus Christ. So we strongly encourage you to spend time with your family, my friends. That's a wonderful thing to be with your loved ones at this season, this time of the year. As you spend time with your family, let them know how much you love them, how much you appreciate them, because tomorrow is not promise. Amen and amen. My friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the center of your life. Today could be a great day. This week could be the best week of your life. If you would only let that same Jesus that we are talking about come into your heart and come into your life. If you would make a little room in your heart for him. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. That's what Jesus is saying to you right now. If you would only let him come in, he would be happy to come in and sup with you. So would you give him a chance in your heart? Let us pray. Father, we thank you today for your words. We thank you because you came into this world and to live a life and die for our sins. That today we can enjoy the blessings that you have given to us. Today we can fellowship with you. We can worship you. We can love on you as you love on us. We bless your holy name. We thank you. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If today's program was a blessing to you, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that email address is newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com.